Welcome back to another episode of Getting Strange with Stevie Mo. I'm Stevie Mo. Currently five, yeah, five Shiner Box deep. <laughs> they had to double check how to do the math. Riding solo here. Got a lot of shit to talk about. Not a lot of time because uh, it's late as fuck. I tried to record one of these earlier and I was like, what a fucking banger of a podcast. Went to go record it. And yeah, there was some uh, weird interference, which I later found out what it was. It's the dumbest fucking thing. Don't need to get into it. But now I got to re-record this motherfucker at like ten thirty at night. After I was like, I I, I went on rants, tangent. I'll spare you guys. <laughs> I'll make a compressed version for you. All right. It was essentially me. 30 minutes of it yelling about why the fucking Bengals didn't win the Super Bowl. Now it's a goddamn conspiracy. And then uh, 10 minutes of some other shit. But uh, we'll we'll just breeze through a lot of it. We'll just hit the meat and taters of it. This might be a short episode. I might go on a fucking tangent. Who knows? But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm solo. I know it's been a couple weeks here. I've been working on some other projects, some other podcast deals if you go to working class bow hunters patreon i'm doing the thoughts from a steve episode over there so if you uh if you're interested in checking that out it's uh, on their patreon it's the uh ten dollar a month tier so they got a, a couple tiers they've got <laughs> they've got like the dollar tier which is like hey thanks we get it there's the five dollar tier and then the uh the ten dollar tier which is it's ten bucks a month you know, you can pay like 120 bucks up front, and essentially you get the series that I'm doing, early releases, uh, discounts on merch. So if you're into that, go ahead and check that out. It's something. It's super fun. I just get to go back and talk to a lot of the uh, a lot of the cats that I met along that journey. And hey, you know, you never know what's uh, what's going to pop up with that. So we'll we'll see who uh, we'll see who's going to hop on next. But that's that's what I've been busy doing, and uh, trying to keep my fucking sanity because uh, I want to say the last time I recorded this, it was not known that the Bengals were in, were going to be in the Super Bowl. I have been a Bengals fan for a long, long fucking time, a long time. I couldn't believe they're going to the Super Bowl. I, the only time I've ever really experienced this, I know there's a, a lot of people who are either Patriots fans, you know, like, or Steelers fans, or even, you know, going into baseball. Like, I remember watching the Cubs win the World Series. It was cool to see. It didn't mean that fucking much to me. And I'm like a big Leafs fan, and I they're still in contention. If they win a Stanley Cup, I think that'd be super cool. I was a late bloomer to the NHL. You know, I I got kind of burnt out with football. Didn't really care about baseball like as I grew up, so I latched on to hockey. So the Leafs winning the the cup would be fucking awesome. Like I enjoy watching them. I'm a big I'm a big Leafs fan. Watch as much as I can. I think it, like I got into hockey like maybe like four or five six years ago. So it it doesn't. It doesn't have that, you know, that, you know, it's hard to explain to people who aren't sports fans, but like it doesn't, it doesn't have that much meaning behind it. Whereas when I was a kid, I was a big White Sox fan. 
And when they won the World Series, it was it was very cool. It was awesome. Great to see. I'm young. <laughs> I don't even think I had pubes yet. I'm like, bro, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand what you mean. It was cool as a kid to see, and it obviously didn't have that much of a lasting effect on me because I don't give a fuck about baseball. Like, if somebody asked me if I wanted to go to a White Sox game, I'd say, yeah, no problem. I'll definitely go. 100% I'll go. Just uh, unless it's uh, my buddy Brad Han asking me. <laughs> He's asking me like six times. He has season tickets. I'll probably have to take him up on a, a couple of those trips. But, yeah, the old uh, fucking Bengals. God damn, since I was a kid, I always liked the helmets. And then when I got to be about, like, I don't know, 17 or 18 is when I really got into football. I decided, like, the Cincinnati Bengals were my team. And I want to say maybe... No, maybe I was... You know what? I think I was a little bit younger than that. Because I, I, I do remember in high school... I mean, it was 16, 17, 18, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. You know, my coach was, or uh, not my coach. <laughs> not one of those teachers that makes you call him coach. Like he, I know everybody that went to a high, like a bigger high school had one of those. Oh, you know, my name's, uh, you know, I'm your history teacher. My name is Mr. Generic name Smith. But you can call me coach. Nobody fucking calling you coach, dude. Like what? And why are you wearing track pants with a polo tucked in? Fucking weirdo. Yeah, you, you, you coach you coach ninth grade football. Like, yeah, you're not a fucking coach. You're the dude who knows how to run plays. <laughs> you're you're the dude who went to college, uh community college for political science. And you played on the football team. Like, I'm not fucking calling you coach. Like the only the only people I think I'm ever gonna call coach is if you've coached at the NFL. Ah, you know what? No, I'm talking shit. All right, if, you, if you've coached at, uh, like, let's say, is it D3 or D1? <laughs> Whatever the Iowa Hawkeyes and LSU Tigers <laughs> the level is at, that's when you're coaching. Like, if you're a Kirk Ferentz, it's like, all right, you're, you're coach. I might still call Kirk Ferentz. Ferentz, Jesus. Might still call him Kirk. Coach Kirk. I call him Coach Kirk. I'm like... I want I want to let him know that I'm giving him respect, but like it's not, you know, like if I saw like a, and I'm not a big Bears fan, but if I ever saw Lovey Smith, who he is now, the Houston Texans head coach, I would call him Coach. Coach, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I guess uh, I guess baseball managers, you're just gonna call Skip Skipper. Like that, I think that's a fucking lost art. I think I'm gonna start calling my boss at work Skipper. Let's go. Hey, wait, wait, what do you got today for a skipper? What do you got for a skip? <laughs> They're a little lost art. But, uh, fuck was I going with that? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Coach in, uh, Coach, did the Redcoats really come here to cause violence? Coach, what? This <laughs> is stupid, stupid history questions. Like, um, coach, who built who built the pyramids? Well, uh, I, I don't know. Drop down, give me twenty for that's like a stupid question. Like, what the fuck? Like, don't call yourself fucking coach. Like, take those fucking Asics shoes off and fucking teach me European history, bro. I don't fucking I say European history, but I just brought up Egypt and shit. You guys know where I'm going with that. I'm just 
I'm on a tangent. It's late at night. I've been drinking. I lost a whole fucking podcast episode. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to make up for it in the best way possible. And I'm just trying to eat up time. Like I'm that guy that uh, <laughs> wasn't originally supposed to headline, but uh, the headliner couldn't make it. So it's like, hey, bro, can you like uh, do like, I know we asked you to do 15. Can you go ahead and do 45? Yeah, I got you, bro. So bear with me while I drink this delicious Shinerbach. That's good shit. That's good shit. Anyway, back to the Cincinnati Bengals. I know I'm tiptoeing around it, but motherfucker, dude. This team... This team... This should have been their Super Bowl. It had the hallmarks of one of the greatest runs ever. You go back a couple of years, you know, you watch the history of this franchise. You get rid of the, you you get done with the Carson Palmer era. You then move into the Andy Dalton era, which things could have been, could have been, they weren't. Here comes Joe Burrow. Kid was, and if, if I'm not, he was born in Iowa. I think he was born in Ames, Iowa. Funny enough, I think his dad was uh, something to do with Iowa State. And uh, I'm yawning. I'm tired. <laughs> he uh, ended up being an Ohio kid. Played for Ohio State. Went down to LSU. Won a championship there. And what's funny is my parents' neighbor is a huge LSU fan. Like, this dude, this dude is SEC football. Like, if the aliens came down, they're like, all right, we want one SEC football fan. Like, I, it wouldn't even take me more than a second to be like, I know exact, I, I know the guy. Like, give me a ride. You know what I mean? I don't think they're going to need, <laughs> I don't think they're going to need to know directions, but... That that's the guy, like if they, if they ever need to do. So obviously he's got love for Joe. I know he was watching that Super Bowl cheering on Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Oh, I said the uh, the bad word. The <laughs> it was a reference from the uh, podcast that got lost that you wouldn't get. Anyway, you can't say Super Bowl. It's a dumb fucking thing for the NFL. I don't know why I'm giving you guys the uh, inside jokes, but oh man. You should have been there. You should have been there when I made a joke about how the uh, NFL has probably bought guns. <laughs> I've got I've got different NFL conspiracies. One of my other NFL conspiracies is like there's there's got to be one at least one registered firearm that is registered to the National Football League. There has to fucking be. There has to be. There there ain't no fucking way. You're a multi-billion dollar organization, maybe one billion. Let's let's get real. You don't pay taxes. You got to have a fucking gun in your name somewhere. Someone does. Apologize about that. I was trying to set that beer down, and there's already a beer in the koozie. But. Uh, This this Cincinnati team 
it was magical to watch. I didn't get to watch every single game, but I remember being so excited about Joe Burrow coming. And it was the day, I want to say it was the day after my birthday in 2020 that he got injured. I was like, well, what the fuck? You know, he'd only played in, see, I always thought he only played in four games. It's that late November. Shit, he would have almost played a half a season, I guess. Fuck, they would have been eight games in, wouldn't you think? September? Nine games in, so like maybe September, October, November. That, that, you know, with a bye week, he could do seven, not not ten games in. They were not ten games in. And uh, kind of let it slide, you know. Well, he'll be back next year. Let's see what he can, what he can do. I tried to check out a couple of the uh couple of the games. It it was early September, I know. I was watching some games. I'm like, this team looks like it's working on something. I second year quarterback, you know, you would have who who didn't play a full season. Started making some things look pretty good. You know, Jamar Chase joined them and I I referenced those two because it's they go all the way back to LSU together, and it's just—it looked like they're starting to build something. I, I, I liked what I saw in Jamar Chase. I, people, people talked a lot about him, but for me, I was liked AJ Green. I thought AJ Green was going to be the it factor way back when. Andy Dalton and AJ Green were were something special, and I. I feel like they're kind of getting overshadowed because there, there were some really special moments with with those two. But nevertheless, you know, I'm not not trying to go off it, reminiscing on uh, times past. They started making things happen, and they started putting together a really good team. I mean, there's a lot of flaws. Everybody saw it in the Super Bowl. Can't say it. <laughs> Don't want to get a cease and desist letter. But um. Yeah, man, the, they made it to the big game. When they beat Kansas City to clinch a playoff spot, it was like, that was kind of eye-popping. Like, okay. Everybody knew they were going to the playoffs, so that first playoff game against the Raiders, man, that that had a whole different feel about it. The Bengals had been in the playoffs previous to that. Never had the same feel. For some reason, this one had a real, real different feel. I mean, one of the first touchdowns of the game, you had the icky shuffle happen, and it's like... There was always that thought in the back of your head, like, eh, could they do it? We just want to get a playoff win at this point. They get the playoff win. Uh, Against a very, very dangerous Raiders team. Then they go on to Tennessee... I, Tennessee, three weeks previous, I was like, that's the that's the team that's going to win the Super Bowl. They are awfully fucking good. Somehow the Bengals go down to fucking Nashville and pull it out. The golden leg. I, this is starting to, <laughs> starting to look a little interesting. Starting to look a little interesting. 
They got to go play the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Eh, this ain't going to fucking go good. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is a fucking monster. Andy Reid coaching him. Andy Reid's no stranger to coaching the best. Fucking Cincinnati wins this game. Give me a fucking heart attack. Cannot believe it. They go to the Super Bowl. Oh, fuck, I said it. (laughs) They go to the Super Bowl. There was so much hype around the halftime show. And a lot of hype came because Joe Burrows is a young kid. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal fucking quarterback. Him and Jamar Chase, like those two. It, it, it's unlike anything. It, it, it it's unlike anything that, um, maybe not unlike anything like Tom Brady and Gronk had. Although Gronk has said that maybe he might want to, if he does play another season, he might want to go play for the Bengals. <laughs> it's gonna be so fucking awesome for Gronk to be like, yeah, if I do one more year, I'd go play with Burrow because he thinks he's so cool in the pocket, which. That might not be a bad move. I I don't think... I'm not saying things would have been different. They might... Well, before we get to that, in my honest opinion, I don't know if there was... If a couple of flags hadn't been called, and this is so stupid to say, if a couple of flags hadn't been called, I, I, I think your Cincinnati Bengals won that game. I'm going to throw it out there. I'll, I'll, I'll get back. I'll get back around to why I think it's bullshit and why also I think it's a conspiracy. But, you know, had Gronk, not that he would have been in the locker room, but I, I'm trying to look at, you know, I I hadn't really followed the the depth of, that roster too much, but I I don't know that anybody on that roster has a Super Bowl ring. I I don't know that they do. I could be wrong, but I don't think they do. Rob Gronkowski in that locker room is that in what five or six, maybe four. I mean, you don't think you're going into a big game? <laughs> I know I said it a couple more times with a with a with a guy like that. In your locker room up against, and I'm pretty sure the Rams, shit, do they have any uh, anyone in there? I don't know Beckham Jr. is crying after he won, like he'd never won one, but I, I swear to God he won a couple with uh, with the New York Giants. And it might have been against the Patriots. I, I, and I might be wrong there, because where did he end up going? Because he was a New York Giant for a while, and then he went somewhere, and then this year he ended up on the Rams. So and, and so did Matt Stafford. You know, but before I go any further, yeah, I'm bitter as fuck that Cincinnati did not win. Okay, the only there's two there's two deserving athletes on that field. 
that I think like really, really deserved it. The 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 most deserving person in it might be a stretch for me to say in the whole league that deserved a Super Bowl ring was Andrew Whitworth. And you can go check his credentials, check and see what he does off the field, on the field. The guy is a natural leader. Like Joe Burrow rehabbed with him. He is, in my opinion, one of the best to ever play the game. I mean, he's he's a lineman that is a captain of the team. People look up to him. Like he's so well known for not only being fantastic at his job, and golly, he's been in the league for a while. I think he's, I think he's in his forties, and that's a, that's a tough spot to be because you're gonna be a forty year old big dude fucking with other giant dudes. Like you're gonna be forty years old. Whatever his stat, like look up his stats. We can have some kid that's nineteen, twenty, twenty-two, fresh out of college, superstar getting drafted, and he's still like you got to compete with these. That linemen are the only people that, like that have constant con- like every time they always have contact. I mean, you know, unless they're like running like you know five wide or whatever through the line, but. Still, those are the dudes. For him to be in it that long, and he's just very deserving. Uh, I never really thought that way because I was just so pissed off (laughs) about how the game ended up. But uh, a good buddy of mine, Aaron Adkins, he he messaged me that, and he's like, hey, just think about it. He's like... He's a big, big Bengals saying He's like, bro, we didn't get it, but Whitworth got a ring. It's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, I think a lot of a, uh, a lot of the, Houday Nation feels exactly that. It's like, for a guy that spent that many years in Cincinnati, is it worth Cincinnati losing the big game just so? This guy who was like a Stowalt, Sturwalt, Stowalt. I, I tried to use a big word. I didn't even fucking get that right. <laughs> Is it worth taking the dive so that this guy could get a super big game ring? I think so. I think so. This uh, like I'll I'll just chuck it up at that. Like maybe the Bengals were a lot better than they were, but they were like, hey, they got together and like, look, Whitworth's on the other side. What do you say we do this for him and let him get a ring? <laughs> that's that's that that's exactly what happened, and that's that's how I'm going to sleep better at night. Zach Taylor's never going to get on this podcast and and tell me that unless you guys somehow know him and you want to get him on. <laughs> Don't think he's going to do that. Like, bro, did you t- did you guys take a dive in the whole Super Bowl? You know, like all the Houday Nation. That whole city that was like, I've I've never, ever seen a whole city more behind a football franchise. And it made it more likable. Like, it, it, the Bengals are always, yeah, he gives a shit about them. They're always likable. I don't know, man. I think, me thinks, 
And I just looked down at the time. I remember I told you guys at the beginning of this podcast that the last one I did, I was just bitching about <laughs> Cincinnati and I went to the Super Bowl for thir- Super Bowl for 30 minutes. And uh, here we are at 24. So I got about five minutes before I'm not lying to you. <laughs> Man, you guys all watched the game. There was no penalties. There should have been. I'm not going to lie to you. That T. Higgins TD with the face mask should have been a fucking penalty. There also was a uh, penalty, and I, I I remember who this was. I just like, blocked out of my memory, but there was a uh, definite hold in the end zone, grabbing a shirt. The fuck you're not going to call that? Okay. But then that final drive where it came down to it, and Cincinnati really needed to capitalize on turnovers. Like, you're not... You're going to get an interception and turn it into three points? No, you need to turn that into seven. You're going to, they're going to score. You need to run that down. And if you're not going to score on that, if you're, like you can't punt four times in a row and give them the football four times. It's, it's just not going to work out for you. So they should have built up a comfortable enough lead that that last drive of the game shouldn't even matter. Like, fucking let them run up the scoreboard. We're up by three scores. What are they going to do? Onside kick and get the ball back and run it down? Fuck it. We're not getting easy. That plagued them all year. And obviously Burrow getting sacked a lot plagued them all year. Whether Aaron Donald lined up offsides the last play and didn't get called. Yeah, what the fuck ever. Who cares? That final flag where there was no hold. Man, they called they called holding on the defense. And even Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth you could hear, they're like, what the fuck? They There was no no hold on that call or on that play. Would it have changed the game if they didn't get that hold and then there was fourth and goal? I don't know. They might have put it in the end zone the very next play. What I do know is if they put it in the end zone the very next place, since he would have maybe had a little bit more time, it wouldn't have been so rushed to get downfield just to kick a field goal. Plain and simple as that. What happened? There was that hold, which I'm not going to lie to you. I was pretty tipsy when I watched it the first time. <laughs> Going back and watching it, it's sober. It made me more mad. But do I think... That was called on purpose? I might. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. SoFi Stadium is the most advanced, newest NFL stadium. The game happened in L.A. By the way, the halftime show, it was okay. It it was weird to see Snoop Crip walking on stage on national television. Like, that was... Oh, okay. That that's a thing. Everybody made fun of Fifty Cent because he like hung down for the road. Like he still looks good. Like how Fifty Cent's gotta be pushing forty as well. I shit your metabolism is like stop bullshitting. Like that's still a good looking dude. Still at the top of his game. Like that motherfucker was just at High V <laughs> signing autographs. Should have went and seen that. I, th- I thought the halftime show was fine. I. Between you, me, and a tree, I don't get Kendrick Lamar. 
I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's a lyricist, man. The guy's a lyricist. I'm, yeah. Like, top five lyricists of all time? Like, I go back and listen to Liquid Swords, and I'm like, why, when you guys talk Kendrick Lamar, like, why do you guys always put him before cats like Jizza? Like, I, I, I'll do my best to go back and listen to, like, To Pimp a Butterfly, and what was the other album he had? I, li- I like Kendrick Lamar a lot when he was with Black Hippie. I thought that was a really cool group. I wish they would have done more, but... Everybody says he's he's fantastic. The hits I heard, I'm just like I, I don't. It's like him and Jay Z. I'm like I just I, I just don't get it. I, I I I don't. I think there's me personally. Like I think there's other other rappers and MCs out there that are better, and not just in the rhyming sense. But I'm like I like. I'll, I'll put it this way. I would rather listen to MF Doom over either of those two because I like how MF Doom rhymes and I like his cadence and his flow and how he sounds more than, um, more than Kendrick and Jay-Z. But I just, I don't know. People always throw him at the top. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I I could be wrong. I'm not gonna sit here and disagree and for no reason. I mean, if if you guys got a good reason for me to go back and listen to these albums, like let me know. Be like, ah, oh, dude, you're stupid. Like, I, I someone's probably gonna be like, you need to go listen to the Blueprint front to back. And if I have a really close friend that says that, yeah, I'll go back and listen to it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. I'm like, nah, that show sucks. I'm never going to fucking watch it. And I go back and watch it. I'm like, that was the greatest show I ever watched. What the fuck didn't I do? <laughs> so that might happen. And, you know, who knows? I, I might look back at this uh, Super Bowl. Blah, Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. Uh, halftime performance is, is amazing. I looked at it just kind of like, well, it's cool. One of the coolest things was um, uh, Ed McPherson, the golden leg. Fucking twenty-one-year-old kid, the hero of the playoffs, didn't end up. <laughs> he didn't end up doing much, but he he uh, he stayed up for the whole halftime show. Like, how the fuck do you tell your coach? And he's he's cool with it. Like I got it. This team was magical, man. And I'm so bummed they didn't didn't get it. But my theory, where I was going back to, because it's in SoFi or at SoFi Stadium in LA, apparently a huge market. <clears throat> They, California has taken such a fucking loss through the whole pandemic. Everybody's leaving. I feel like they needed California to bring us home. My personal opinion, did the refs see an opening to screw over? Like, man... I don't know anyone in L.A. that rallied around. Like, you had all these celebrities that were there that I'm like, I didn't even know they cared about football. Like, Andy Garcia was there. Like, what the fuck is Andy Garcia still relevant for? I don't, I don't know what the fuck he was in. Is this all these actors and everyone? And that's who was there hanging out. 
maskless, mind you. It was cool seeing the rock there too. But you know, that's who was cheering on the Rams. And by the way, props to Matt Stafford. Don't think I like forgot about forgot about that. I'm happy for Matt Stafford. I really am. He spent 13 years in Detroit. I'm I'm glad he got a Super Bowl ring. It Him and his uh, family have been through an awful lot, and he deserves he deserves everything. Now he shouldn't have been smoking a cigar. Like hey, that that that's don't do that. <laughs> that's that that's another guy's thing, and he should have been smoking that. You're lucky that ref threw that flag. Be honest with you, you got like four more shots of the end zone. Well, three more. Fucking, <laughs> I'm not gonna trash him. Um, but uh. I mean, all you saw was like L.A. L.A. didn't need this. Cincinnati needed that. I saw like ninety-year-old fans are like, "Hey, they're going there." Like they're super fans. The whole community was together. Every single bar was draped in orange and black. Even all of Ohio was getting behind this team. The fuck did California do for this team? Nothing. They allowed, what, 90,000 unmasked people <laughs> inside a building when you can't even go to fucking McDonald's and get a McChicken without wearing a mask and showing a Vax card? Get the fuck out of here. This It just would have meant so much more. And I'm, like, getting really sad thinking about it. Like, you know, the last play of the game, dude, you, you could have had, you could have had, Allegedly, well, it wasn't the last play of the game, but but Jamar Chase had uh, uh, Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, this burned. Like, imagine how cool that would have been. Final drive, they're down. Minute left, put in the end zone. Of like a sixty-yard TD. That'd have been it. That'd have been awesome. Or. <laughs> Throw to Myron Mixon. He's got a good arm. <laughs> or Joe Mixon, not Myron. <laughs> Myron Mixon. No, Joe Mixon. Myron Mixon is the uh, winningest man in barbecue. Uh, anywho, I, I'm, I'm going to step off that stoop for a little bit. Just I, I had to get it out. I, I can't talk to anybody at work because they're not Bengals fans. But the Bengals will be back next year. Let's see what they can do. I'd like to go to a preseason game. I want to see how tickets are. I, I've always wanted to go to a game. Tickets are always available. Eh, I don't think they're going to be available this year. <laughs> I think there's going to be sellout crowds every year and or every game. And I'm I'm excited about it. The team needs it. The team needs something to look forward to. That city does. And I'm uh, I'm here for it. But on to some other interesting news. Mm. I want to uh, I want to address something. Um, a good buddy of mine, old Travis T Bone Turner, uh, most uh, most of you guys who came over from the WCB, you know, followers, <laughs> viewership, clan, you know, the whole tribe, 
you guys, uh, you guys all know, and I, I found out when everyone else did. Uh, T Bone got diagnosed diagnosed with uh, cancer about six seven months ago, and he, uh, it's a fi- uh, fiber sarcoma. I think I'm saying that right. And it was in his leg. There was, uh, there was like some. And the way he found it too, he was he was getting a tick bite treated. Oh, excuse me. And uh, there was something on his other leg, and he's like, "Hey, can you take a look at this?" So, like there was like an abscess or something like that. It was like a a bump, and they finally uh, finally got a, got around to looking at it and realized it wasn't normal. So they were like, "Well, let's check back at this in a couple weeks." And just kept growing and growing, and would like start oozing and things like that. And he um. Or it, like it was getting ready to pop. I don't know if it was oozing at this point, but they finally got in there, checked it out, and sent in for samples, and they found out it was uh, was cancer. So they didn't really know what to do. You know, he was changing bandages on his leg. You know, maybe twice a day. They finally went in with the with the radiation, and. They got it stopped. They stopped the spread. There was a little uh, little concern with something they found on his lung. Usually what happens there is that starts in the leg, and it'll creep up and get into the lungs. And that's bad news. It's very bad news. After the uh, the radiation, or it might have been radiation or chemo, and I apologize. I'm, I'm not hip to what the, what the difference is on that. But uh, everything was... Uh, was halted. There was no new growth on that um, node, noodle, node, noodle, 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 <laughs> whatever, it's, whatever it's called on his lung. And uh, they go, okay, well, we've got it stopped. And they looked at it, and because that gets so ingrained in the um, muscle fibers, the only way to conti- to to stop this. Is you have to amputate, and no, nothing you can do about it. So they knew they had to amputate. I had saw when I was reading this news. Um, there was a TikTok later when I found out there was this guy that goes, "Yeah, just live my normal life," you know, just like doing whatever. He's like playing video games, shooting basketballs, like washing dishes, and then the next day shows he had his arm amputated, like right right behind the elbow. It's like, oh shit, what happened? He had bone cancer. I was like, why did I just hear about T Bone? I saw this, and I started following the guy to you know watch some uh, watching progress, you know, thinking, um, hey, maybe this guy. Stays positive, you know. Let's see what uh, we're gonna have an old bone and um, you know one of the most positive human beings I've ever met in my life. And truth be told, I told him this, and many of you who are listening right now never would have known my voice or who I was if it wasn't for him. And 
when I was with working class bow hunter, people wouldn't know who we were if it wasn't for him. And I will promise you that because when we had him on the, uh, on the podcast, we like, we asked him to do the podcast. First time. Eh. <laughs> and they get a kick out of this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of bury him a little bit. Cause this is, this is funny. I mean, it's, it's all water under the bridge. So, <laughs> so we asked him to do the, the podcast. You know, Kurt reached out to him. He's like, oh yeah, no problem. I, 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 I'd love to, Man, I'd love to do that with y'all. Yeah, no problem. Okay, cool. We'll talk to you Thursday at 6. Thursday at 6 rolls around. Ah, maybe he's fashionably late. Thursday at 6.30 rolls around. Fuck, I don't think he's coming. Thursday at 7 rolls around. Yeah, maybe we just better start recording where he drove here. We start recording Thursday at whatever. It was like 8.05. We get a fucking email. Oh, shit. I forgot I was supposed to do that with y'all, man. I am so sorry. I went to dinner with my cousin. I'm not even going to do the Southern accent. <laughs> but he, he went to dinner with his cousin. I was like, oh, okay. All right. He had something better come up. Uh, he's like, Next week, can can we do this? Sense of time. All right. Sure enough, we get him next week, and he, first thing he does, he is so apologetic, and he's like, "Man, I'm sorry." He's like, "My cousin was in town. I completely spaced on that." It's like, "Ah, oh, no problem. We're we're nobodies, right? We appreciate you doing that." He's like, "Well, you know, I I thought you guys were some good guys, so we shared it, and you know, we just built a build a nice little friendship on that." And I remember the first time I got to meet him in real life because I I had looked up to this dude. I was at a White Tails Unlimited banquet, and he's sitting right there, and it was weird. Like he knew my name. He's like, "Hey, Steve, how you doing?" I'm like, "What the? F- what? Did you just call me by my name? Holy shit!" <laughs> so that was a uh, that was so cool, and he. Every time I saw him after that was, uh, there was always going to be something, something special. So there's, and I'll just, I'll I'll go on some T-bone stories. Oh, by the way, by the, by the way, he's not dead. (laughs) Let me, let me, let me stop there before I just go into like telling all these great stories. Uh, I'll finish where I left off. Like after he, uh, if you're gonna have to have his leg amputated, there, there, there's a positive part about this. He's he's so positive. I'll, I'll tell these stories in a minute. Let me <laughs> let me get to this. Where you guys like, what the fuck is? Are you guys announcing that T Bone's dead? No, he, he's doing great. Uh, he's he's actually. I say he's doing great. He's doing better than great. And I say that in a in a weird way. So. They had to amputate his leg. And I remember when I found out he was sick. I cried. Because I knew that this was something that he might not 
And don't take this the wrong way. He might not walk away from. I don't mean that because I'm not trying to make a pun. It was the shit is very serious. And I became very, very close with him over these past couple of years. Like I talked to the dude every day and I had no idea. I, I, I do remember thinking it was weird that he wasn't at any trade shows. Um, he wasn't at ATA or SHOT Show. And I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not airing out airing out personal business. I was just like, hey, are you not there? He's like, no, I'm not there. And I later realized why. And I, I think he, when they finally got a game plan, that's when he had to let everybody know, this is, hey, this is why I'm not going to be here at any trade show seasons, why I'm not here and there. Um, but... You know, finding that out, it just, it it sucked. And I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. Like, I, I was like, God damn, I don't want to lose someone I consider a really good friend. Like, I, I feel like me and him are close. Like, we again, we talk every day. It's, a lot of it's never anything of substance, but sometimes it is. Sometimes I'll tell him what I'm going through. Sometimes I got to reach out to him. I'm like, hey, man. You've been here before. Like, what do you know? Like, you know what to do. And him like, yeah, just try this and this. And we did that video. And when that video popped up across my feet, I'm like, what the fuck did T-Bone shave his goddamn goatee for? Fuck, he needs that. He's an ugly motherfucker without the goatee. <laughs> And then he pulled out the bald head, and I go, what the fuck is going on? And then I started reading the caption, or the uh, caption, you know, all the text there, and it just it hit me like a ton of bricks. I texted him. He was in absolutely great spirits. Like, it never changed him. And you can go to, um, if you go to the uh, Realtree 365 app, Waddell does the a bone to pick, and he had T Bone on, and it's front front to back. It's a it's a it's a fantastic podcast. Like in it in itself, it, it's great. They get through hours, and this is the, if you're a bone collector fan, this is what you want to hear. Um, and then who. I'm going to try not to break down myself. It gets to uh, when they start talking about, you know, T-Bone's situation and, you know, Waddell is like, dude, you've been so positive through this. And the only time that T-Bone cried was everybody reached out, man. Like, this was a... I think this was like one of those. It was, it's one of those moments that you really appreciate your fellow man, and you don't put any branding behind it. I know in the hunting industry, there's a whole hell of a lot of brand loyalty and all that bullshit. Anybody that knows anything about the the hunting industry knows that. T-Bone's team, Realtree. Okay, there's 
back in the day, there's real tree and mossy oak, and those are the two. Like that, that that's who you go to. It's like he, 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 one or the other. I mean, obviously now there's other camo patterns. I'm not I'm not trashing anyone. I'm just stating facts. Those are the two big dogs, and when you have like mossy oak, like their social media posting support for T-Bone like that that lets you know what it's really all about and that that needs to let you it's not so much that too about you know like we need to be there for our fellow man woman fellow human no just because they hunt but because we always need to band together but it really speaks a lot about who uh, who T-Bone is and for a lot of you guys who haven't ever met any of the bone collector guys like top top humans you need to meet they're some of the nicest most humble guys <laughs> and don't think like they, they 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 can't get down you know you meet these dudes at uh any trade shows and they'll talk about it in that episode too where they they just love to be around people, and uh, it, it it really sucks that you know you got a guy who's so positive that has to go through some things. And the reason why T Bone cries is because he's like he broke down because he goes he knew that everybody that reached out to him, he has just been himself for so long that if he reached out to any of us to do anything for him, it, it, we wouldn't even think about it. He's just that type of guy. Like he really is like, I, I was a nobody. And we like, when we were working class, we we're all nobodies. We did, uh, we ended up getting a podcast set up with all the bone collectors. And it's so one of my favorite episodes of it's it was actually some of my favorite memories I've ever had in my life was at this particular ATA show. But we had all the guys in there and you know, the big shout out to Chase Ralston for setting that up. It it worked out so perfect and you just learn to, like, you know, learn to. You, you really appreciate things when they happen, and I really appreciated when that happened. And after that, I remember us hanging out with them. You know, I uh, later on in that. <laughs> Later on that night, I ended up getting a boxing match with a with a guy, Big Mike. And the next day, we ended up showing Waddell me boxing him, and he just could not stop laughing about it. He's like, "Dang him, dang him! Show, show me that video again, goddamn Steve! You almost got your head pushed in." <laughs> but that was like the last day, and when we were heading home, I remember sitting in a Waffle House, and T Bone messaged me on Instagram. He's like, "Hey, here's my number," and it was all like. This is surreal. Like I used to watch this dude on TV. He's giving me his phone number. Like I type it in, I text him, and the first thing I get is, 
Hey, who's this? Hey, it's Steve. Steve who? Fuck do you want? <laughs> now, for those of you who've only seen T-Bone on TV, he doesn't cuss, but... <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I must, have the, I must have the wrong number. And I go, oh, wrong number, sorry. And I look, and I go, I look at that, and I, I text him, I go... <laughs> I go, hey, dude, I think I just texted the wrong number. And he literally messaged back, well, who the fuck is this? <laughs> just like, I'm like, okay, okay, I get it now. And just, because obviously we're we're filthy, and he 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 played off the, the whole, you guys are filthy, so I, I could be filthy too. So what, what that said to me, it was, it was like, man, you could put that guy in any situation, and he's going to thrive, like, Hey, T-Bone, we need you to be in an R-rated scene. Can you do it? And he's going to do it better than anybody. Uh, just that, That's just the type of guy he is. and You know, seeing what he's, uh, he's got to go through. So they, um, they ended up amputating above the, uh, above the knee. So he's going to have to get a, uh, like a prosthetic, I think, and... Uh, It's gonna be a tough journey for him, and like I feel, I I, I feel worse than he fucking does. Like th- this should not. <laughs> so, me and Bone will like send like memes and wild videos back and forth, just a crazy shit. Like, you know, it's like some. Uh, if any of you guys are like friends with me on Instagram, and like you know, you message me, it's like you know, same shit. I remember like when he was going through all that, you know, he posted that and I started fucking bawling my eyes out and I, I might've gotten drunk a couple times and, you know, message him like some super heartfelt shit. But I, uh, you know, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart too. Um, I like sent him this like super heartfelt message. Like right when I found out, I'm like, dude, I, you know, just want to thank you. Like, I wouldn't be anything without you. I've met so many incredible people because you opened the door. And you're just one of the most humble and kind people that I've ever met. And I, I sent that to him. I make an Instagram post. I make a Facebook post. And, of course, I was, I was sharing all the updates and everything. Because I, I, I didn't know. I was, I was scared. I was scared I was going to lose my friend. You know, he's like one of the closest guys I got in the hunting world and I was really really afraid that you know Buddy T-Bone's gonna go I'm trying not to cry but I'll make you laugh here in a second and uh I got another funny story about me crying hold on (laughs) give me a second I sent him this, the bottom of my heart. I'm fucking welling up. I'm crying thinking about it now. And he sends back one of the sweetest messages I've ever gotten from anybody. You know, he just is like, man, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for being awesome. He didn't, he didn't call me awesome. 
Lisa's is like, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for checking out on me. I appreciate you reaching out to me. And I was like, yeah. And I was like in a fucking ball of tears. And then this motherfucker has the nerve to send me this video of this dude getting ready to try to jump over a car and getting hit by it. Like, like, it went from, like, T-Bone, Bone, you're about to get your fucking leg chopped off. Your whole life is about to be fucking different. And you're sending me a video of a of a dude just getting smashed by a car, bro. Like, nothing changed. This is the shit that me and him send back and forth to each other. And it was, it was literally that moment. It was that moment that I knew uh, that T Bone was he was he was gonna be okay. Like there, nobody needs to feel bad for him. The only thing is that cancer just took his leg. Like that's it. Like that's 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 the worst of it. He just don't got most of his leg because of cancer. Does he care? Doesn't really fucking seem like it. It really doesn't. Is he still going to go out there and do what he's going to do? Yeah, he, he he damn sure is. Um, yeah. I, he's an incredible human, man. I didn't. I don't <laughs> I don't know uh I don't know any other stories that I can um that I can share with you that won't just keep like hammering that uh <laughs> I know of uh I know of one and this is uh this this is classic T-bone. This, this is cool. I get like I can share. not that I have any stories that I don't want to share but or can't this one's a this one's hilarious. We we're at Deerfest a couple of years back, and he's staying in the same hotel room as us. So he was getting there, um, up in West Bend, Wisconsin. He was getting there, and then the next day, he was flying out, and then Waddell was going to be there. And the whole joke I made the whole time, every time, like I saw either one of them, I'm like, "Hey, where the fuck is Mun at?" <laughs> like, they're gonna send. One of you two and not there's like two out of the three. It, it, it was it was dumb and I kind of beat that joke to death. But um, <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was texting him and I knew he was gonna land in the airport. They're gonna pick him up and I go, hey, do you want to do dinner? You know, because I'm like I'm driving up on Friday. He's getting there Friday. The show started Friday morning. I was getting there Friday afternoon. I had to work. And he's like, yeah, let's do dinner or whatever, because we were all staying at the same hotel. Big shout out to uh, uh, Joe Humphreys from Big Time for getting us hotel rooms. And I ended up sleeping in his hotel room two nights. <laughs> there's some, there's some other fun fun stories from that uh, that show. That, that that was a great show. That was like, uh, man, any kind of good time you think you could have had, it was uh, it was had there. It was it was awesome. So many great people were there. So many fun little memories. It was just awesome. But uh, 
we get in there and well, I make it to the show and tell everybody I'm like, hey, T Bone wants to meet up for dinner. He's at the hotel. Like, let's go meet him. So go, all right. We show up at the hotel and T Bone's already down the lobby. He's like, Hey, I'm in the lobby, like, come meet me down here. I'm like, all right, well shit, we gotta get an Uber and he goes, Well, I got a rental vehicle. Like, okay, we're gonna go out to the bars and shit and <laughs> he goes, Ah, oh, that's fine, I'm not gonna drink. What? Hey, you're coming out with us, you're not gonna drink? Nah, nah, be alright. Okay. There's some guy that's down in the lobby, and this is the funniest thing. The dude is like, I know you're famous, but I don't know who you are. I I, I think you're the guy from Bone Collector, and T-Bone's like, nah, man, I'm just a simple deer hunter from Georgia. <laughs> this kid, And this dude's like clearly off his rocker, and he's like talking Bones off for like, Bones ear off for like 15 minutes. T-Bone is as cool, and just never getting mad with the dude. He's like, I, I, sw- I swear to God, you... Wait, I think you're T-Bone. Or he didn't even call him T-Bone. He called him like T-Squirter. He called him something stupid, but it was like kind of sound like T-Bone. And he's like, nah, man, I'm I'm just a deer hunter from Georgia. Just here and enjoy my my buddies. <laughs> we get in the truck. And I'm trying to give him directions. And this is like one of the... <laughs> I may have been drinking a little bit. And... I'm supposed. I'm sitting up front, so it's like me, T Bone, and then all the rest of the gangs in the fucking back. I got the GPS on, and we're like trying to figure out where to go, and I'm just like talking in the back and shit. And <laughs> T Bone's like, "Hey, where am I turning? Where am I turning?" He's like, "See, where am I turning?" Oh, uh, that exit back there. We were supposed to go. I thought you heard it. He's like. Dang, Steve, pay attention. <laughs> he starts to chuckle a bit. We ended up getting there. I think we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. We had a super fun time. Bud Fisher ended up being there, and like you know, him and Bud knew each other, so it was cool. It's like T Bone and Bud Fisher are like meeting each other in the middle of Wisconsin at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Like this is wild. And uh, anyway, he drives us down to the bars. And we're just getting shit tanked. The, the McDaniels were down there. Everybody's having a good time. T Bone just sober. Like we're trying to buy him beer. He's like, nah. Like he doesn't really drink. Just kind of wanted to hang out and see us. Well, people started like they saw us walk in, and everybody's there for that show. And they, I guess, they knew who dude T Bone was, and started coming up to him. And they're like, they saw us. And, of course, I'm getting super plastered. Like, I'm just going ham. <laughs> like like I do. I'm having a good time with the boys. You know, I'm just, like, I'm, like, being life at a party, dancing and shit. So people start going up to him and they're like, hey, these guys work for you? <laughs> and, of course, Bone starts telling people. He's like, yeah, this is my crew. And he starts, like, pointing at me. He's like, yeah, that's the... uh that's a head of security right there. <laughs> just, we're like that guy. Yeah, yeah, pay him well. <laughs> oh man. And then yeah, we saw him the next day and he um 
he came around to some booths and I one of the uh one of the coolest things I remember seeing when he uh when he came up to because we had our booth set up next to the uh was a big tide booth. And you know, he was he was coming in just checking some stuff out, just walking around. Like he's just like one of the one of the people he just wanted to check out all the new stuff. Like he still is like a deer hunter at at, at heart and he uh <laughs> he goes over to the booth next to us and he's like checking out their products and it's it's a younger younger crew that's that's running it, you know, some young entrepreneurs. And I I wish I could remember the name of their uh their product. This is years ago. He's like checking their stuff out, and you could see like they're falling back. They're like, "Holy fuck, that's T Bone right there." They're like taking pictures and stuff. And uh, he's like, <laughs> he's like walking close to us. I'm standing by the edge, and I just reach in the cooler, I pull out a beer, and he's like, "Nah, Steve, it's it's 10 a.m." I go pull out a water. <laughs> for him he's he's like thanks man and just sitting there chatting up the uh chatting up the booth next to us just asking about stuff you know because he's very knowledgeable when it comes to archery things and uh you know picking their brain they're asking him questions and it's just it was such an incredible thing to watch you know a guy that i had always looked up to Got to a point where we're friendly with each other, like we know each other, and then to see everything that I loved about him never changed, and he he was just what I saw on TV, who I got to know as a person. And who he was like walking around there just talking to the, the, the next booth over. That there was nothing different. And uh you know, that's why I I just I hated that he had to uh have this little hiccup in his in his life, but uh he's he's gonna be back better than ever. I I have no doubts. And as I like I I feel like I needed to share a couple of stories with you guys, just so you can, you know, really appreciate, appreciate those who are around you. Appreciate, um, everything. Yeah. Cause it, like I said, we didn't lose them, but there's a chance we could have. And I was like, man, I kind of, I, like I knew what kind of friend I had the whole time. I just, I, I just never, never soaked it all in. So if you take anything, Away from this podcast, just know that the uh, rest screwed the Bengals, and uh, T-Bone's the man. Ooh, one more quick story. When I was watching the uh, the Bone to Pick episode with, with T-Bone, if you watch this, be prepared, because you probably will shed some tears. It, they're, they're not... They're not sad tears. The more so, you just you need to check it out. Um, I'll 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 put a link to that in this um, in this episode. But uh, <laughs> I was watching it, and I got to that point, 
and Bone starts choking up and Waddell starts choking up, immediately I start going, I'm like, oh, fuck. All right, here we go. And I'm crying. I'm like, <laughs> next thing you know, I get a face. <laughs> My girlfriend's FaceTiming me. <laughs> I have to pause it. And she was she was made aware of the situation. Like she she knew kind of what was going on. As soon as she changed, she's oh honey, and like because it was paused. I was like sitting here watching on my iPad. Now like I swing around, she goes oh, and I played it for her. And then she's like, she's like Stephen, I gotta go give my kids a bath. I cannot be sobbing. <laughs> I'm trying to bathe them. Ah. <laughs> uh. But, you know, <laughs> is this it? good? Good people, good people going through uh through bullshit make you do that sometimes. So, anyway, I think I'm gonna end that podcast here. I mean, I basically rambled. What, what did we cover? The Bengals, T Bone. I think it's very worth covering. Oh, and by the way. Stone Cold Steve Austin might be wrestling at WrestleMania. What? I didn't even get to that. I, I know. More pressing matters happened. But, uh, but any hoots. Uh, I'm going to get the fuck out of here, guys. Do yourself a favor. Go and, uh, go to the Realtree 365 app. Um, and also, you, I mean, you can listen to the, uh, the podcast too that, T-Bone and Waddy did. I know it's on Apple Podcast. I'm sure it's on Spotify. I'll double check that. Go listen to that. I mean, that that whole episode's what it's like god damn, it's almost like three hours long. Two hours? Three hours? It it it'll fly by. Them it's like a a bone collector best of. I'm telling you. It's it's fantastic. So anyway, guys. Appreciate you listening. I love you. And remember, the Wu-Tang slang is mad fucking dangerous. Later.